0: hey i'm maurice as a barber you might think my scissors are my main tool but really it's metro that's where i got my iphone 7 its camera makes sharing my cuts as simple as snip snap share
1: right now get an iphone 7 with a camera that shoots 4k for just 49.99 when you switch to the number one brand in prepaid metro by t-mobile rule your day requires port in of eligible number not currently active on t-mobile network or active on metro in past 90 days and verification of id and independent database limit four per account slash household 32 gigabyte iphone 7 model only no tethering see store for details and terms and conditions
2: it's time once again for another episode of georgia business radio Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now here's your host, Rich Casanova.
3: All right, we're locked and loaded for another episode of the Georgia Business Radio from our Pro Business Channel studios here in Atlanta. Uh, we have uh, also joining us co-hosting uh, Artie Rudiman, also a.k.a. Artio. <laughs> All right, we have um, a couple companies we're going to be having a conversation with here today. Um, joining us in our second segment will be um, Corporate Getaway. Interesting uh, premise, and we'll look forward to that with uh, Doug uh, McCraney, the founder of uh, Corporate Getaway, and we'll be hearing about um, their story
2: and team. There's nothing more important for your health and well-being than having a good sleep. The experts at Haverty's can help you find the perfect Scott Living mattress for everyone in your family.
1: Haverty's Furniture is partnered with Drew Scott and Jonathan Scott to offer Scott Living mattresses. Now $250 off through President's Day. Plus, when you visit a store, you can expect no pressure, just support from Haverty's sleep experts. Tap now or visit Haverty's.com to find a location near you.
3: Building and us, uh, that, that should be a great segment. Uh, first up, we have the uh, founders of Local Industries, uh, Neil and Andrew. Uh, we're going to join their conversation right now and um, introduce themselves. So, uh, Artie, if you want to uh, tee up our first introduction.
4: Absolutely. Um, my name is Artie Rudeman, as Rich introduced me to, but to introduce myself to you all, uh, I'm the president of Innovative Growth Solutions, which happens to be a corporate and business development company. So, I am extremely interested on your slant on how you build profitability and goodwill for the companies that you work for and you all have very interesting resumes which we'd like to talk about. So we'll start with uh, Andrew and Neil of Local Industries. And Local Industries is a company that is a new model for employee engagement. Based on happiness, health, and the belief of its people, and it has a new level of investment in its employees, is creative change for marketing around three essential human motivations. And I'll let Andrew and Neil kind of take the lead on that. Sure. Hey, thanks,
5: Artie. It's really good to be here um, on Pro Business. So, yeah, Local is a change – What we call it a change marketing agency. That's – I guess you can coin that the new term. Um, you may have heard of change management. This is the human side of that. So any business that's going through change, um, what we really believe is that if you put your people at the center of that change and really focus on them in the same way that you would if you were going about a consumer-facing marketing campaign, um, then you're going to really find those insights that are driving them, and you're also going to find the barriers to them transforming with you. Um, so it's, it's taking that consumer-grade marketing practice that Neil and I have cultivated um, in our careers and pointing that at employees to help them them get through change.
4: Thank you for mentioning your pre- previous careers because I find them very interesting, very impressive resumes. So Andrew, tell us a little bit about yourself and then Neil, do the same.
5: Sure. So um, I, I kind of grew up in the Atlanta ad agency uh, world and bounced around agencies like most people in their young 20s in that industry. Um, uh, worked with, um, uh, a couple of startups as well and gained some really valuable technical skills there. Um, and then kind of fell backwards into Coke and, uh, Coca-Cola is, um, really where I learned storytelling and, um, empathy and, um, that world-class way of approaching communications, um, and had the opportunity to work with a lot of really, really smart, great people, including Neil, who came and joined our group. And that's where we met each other at Coke. So you two kind of found each other while you were working at Coca-Cola. That's right. That's right. Neil actually came in to to lead the the digital side of the World Cup, and I was on his team.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hey, Artie. If you offer a British guy the chance to work on the World Cup, he's going to come running, and that's what we did. Um, I've been, like Andrew, in the digital marketing world for about 15 years. Um, A little bit longer than that. Right around the time of the first big bubble. If you remember that, that first big dot-com crash when you we were selling people $50 million websites, which is uh, not something you can do anymore, um, came through um, the sort of emerging um, social media scene, um, have built campaigns for Procter & Gamble, lots and lots for Adidas, BMW, uh, working in London, um, moved to Amsterdam, we started working with uh, Nokia, was in the room when uh, the iPhone number one was dismissed as a fad by the Nokia team. Um, uh, We know how that turned out. Um, Carried on um, working with some of these large clients and then got the chance to move over to the US and San Francisco to work with Coca-Cola as an agency lead. Um, Biggest brand in the world, Uh, huge opportunity for me to, to step up and show what I can do on the biggest stage. And after 18 months... They lured me with the World Cup from the uh, the, the sunny shores of uh, of San Francisco to the even sunnier climes of Atlanta, and that was in 2011. Andrew and I ran the World Cup program um, at Coke for 175 countries, uh, bringing uh, a wide variety of different sort of digital and social um, components together into a campaign that actually ran for a year with content being shared around the world with um, an interactive engagement that put 225,000 people on the pitch at the, starting, uh, at the opening game of the World Cup. Um, and then uh, through that, realized that um, there's something missing in the marketing world. Uh, and that was the engagement with the wider organization from the teams that are tasked with coming up with the idea. So we would spend all of this time developing these beautiful ideas um, over the years, um, Andrew and I, we, we call them strawberries, these beautiful, ripe, juicy strawberries that um, all of these smart, creative people, which you know we're happy to, to be part of that gang, spend all of our time crafting. And then when we're happy with that, that idea, that strawberry, we then all collectively drop it into the corporate system of the company that we're working with. And those corporate systems, they, they're not really designed to nurture ideas like that. What actually happens is... They kind of chew them to pieces. The large corporations kind of act like blenders for ideas. And what you end up with is not a bigger strawberry but a smoothie, uh, which is not what you ordered.
4: Well, I, I think our listeners would find it fascinating how a Fortune 500 company comes and has a concept and develops that concept. And you were in the beginning of the mobile and digital age. So if you can kind of tell us a little bit of the human side of how that was developed.
0: So um, if we take an idea, a marketing idea, and and by the way, we're talking about marketing and sort of advertising ideas. It's exactly the same for a new technology that is uh, uh, put into place in a large organization. A process change, structural change, all of the transformation that's happening across uh, most businesses. Um, What tends to happen, and I'm talking about the traditional way, the way in which we think can be improved, is that... The focus is on so much on the thing that you're making, the technology platform that you're integrating, the, the way the process works, that there's not enough focus and, and time left and resources put to thinking about the people who actually have to use it. And when, as marketers, as consumer guys, we're thinking about the outside world. We're thinking about the people who are going to buy our products every minute of every day. No one's really thinking about the employees who have to take that idea, that new technology, that new process, and build it or use it, adopt it. And those are the guys that are um, responsible for making that small idea, that small strawberry, into something very big. Um, and often the failure happens inside before you've even taken the idea outside. So it's an implementation issue. It's an, it's an integration issue. Um, and the, the cultural acceptance of that idea... Not can I touch it or see it, but do I believe in it? Is do I think that this is right and do I see my role in it? Um, And we've we've seen this across uh, HR teams bringing in new processes or uh, IT teams bringing in new technologies and marketing teams bringing in new ideas. So
4: particularly, uh, Neil, I I looked at your resume and you joined the technical side with the creative side.
5: Yeah, that's right. So um, Early in my career um, in advertising, I was um, doing more just the, learning the business right the account side and and learning how to run projects um, and then was um, introduced to technology and and learned to code and learned how to you know design and freelance and those those hard skills even though I don't use those um, skills every day anymore um, they really taught me to put myself in the user's shoes and I Learn that early on, even if i 'm designing uh, you know an interface or designing um, a logo i 'm really thinking about who 's going to experience that um, and the reality is that same mindset translates really really well when you move into marketing and storytelling and and so the the blend of being able to have that empathy but then also have the ability the capability to deliver these often complex thoughtful campaigns that get employees to you know, like Neil said, believe in what, in what they're doing and know that it's going to be good for them and that they can impact the the company and that it will impact the relationships positively. Um, it, it takes that hybrid skill set to, to do that. Um, oftentimes we get brought in because someone has one of those skill sets really well. Like they really know how to manage, um, you know, compensation and the, the structure of the organization, but, you know, they're not classically trained marketers or they really, really know the technology, but, they've never really been taught storytelling and so oftentimes, that's that's where we come in and, and isolate that, um, that barrier to change and then
0: you know, apply our process. So, go ahead, Neil. I was just going to pick up on a word Andrew said, empathy. Um, when we're looking to the outside world, um, that is the core focus of what we're trying to do. Humans are emotional creatures and we're looking to make an emotional connection. When those same people those same consumers then walk into work, we treat them in an entirely different way with a very little empathy. We, we treat them very rationally. We give them information before we give them inspiration. And that's not how human beings work. We don't respond to, um, to the, those rational cues unless we already believe in the thing that we're looking at. Uh. So... Who would your appeal be to then? Are you talking about the marketing department, the, the, the management, a combination of both? We, we started um, helping CMOs, chief marketing officers, and their teams, and agency leaders um, with how to make a connection around an idea and how to integrate an idea into the large organization. As we did that, we rolled into HR teams, chief people officers, IT teams, the, the CIO. Um, and the, the new a new role, the chief growth officer, which is that sort of hybrid marketing sales position. And I would say now, um, for our business, we are probably 40% HR, 40% IT, and 20% marketing and growth. So we've actually made the move beyond and outside of marketing to those other disciplines where the, the need for what we do is actually greatest.
4: So, Rich has given me the high sign to move on to our next guest. So, no, no I was actually just do. had a
3: quick follow-up question. Oh, I'm sorry, this, Rich. <laughs> this premise of um, part of your business model and your culture on uh, ambition, and uh, it's based on the happiness and health of uh, your employees. And talk to us about uh, this, uh, how much people should spend on their consumer marketing
0: budget, you know, to uh, that 1% to 2% if they just uh, yeah. did that, right? Well, it's kind of a dream. It's a dream of ours um, that – uh, we, happiness, health, whatever you call it, um, right now it's called engagement, employee engagement. But it tends to be very rational and company focused rather than more emotional and, and people focused. Um, if you think about the amount of money a large company spends reaching and engaging their consumers, you know, billion dollars, there's, there's, a, there's a good few billion dollar marketers out there. If you then look at the percentage of that dollar amount that they spend engaging their employees, it's tiny, Um, immeasurable in some cases. We believe that in in order to reach and engage consumers, you actually have to first reach and engage your employees because they're the ones actually out there on the front lines delivering service, creating products, um, and interacting with your consumers. Today, the most powerful part of, of brand marketing is probably customer service. It's that one-to-one experience I get at the gate when I'm getting on my airplane or on the telephone or online. Uh, and so we, our, our long-term ambition is, to, is for companies to think about um, the budget that they spend on engagement and, and divide it between consumers and employees in a meaningful way.
3: All right, so we've, uh, you're listening to the Georgia Business Radio Show with uh, Rich Casanova and Artie Rudiman. as your host, live from the Pro Business Channel Studios here in Atlanta from our Buckhead Studios. We're having a conversation with uh, Artie, well, <laughs> Artie and Rich, but besides <laughs> just the two of us talking. We're speaking with uh, Neil and Andrew, the founders of Local Industries. So we've been talking about culture. We've been talking about your business model, your product, the ambition. Um, the first word in your company name is local. So let's talk about uh, the Atlanta, your home here, uh, here in Atlanta. And talk about, you know, its uh, footprint and that lifestyle and balance and some of the geography here and how that comes into play.
4: Well, uh,
5: I've um, surprisingly, I it surprises myself when I say this, but I've been here for a- almost 15 years now. And I never would have thought that um, when I came here. But um, Atlanta's really grown on me. It's turning into um, one of the best places to have a company, uh, really of any size. Um, I mean, what do you attribute that to? Well, I think um, I think the city knows that, and I think that they've um, you know tried to cultivate that. But I think um, it's a lot more affordable and convenient right. to do the things you need to do to be a successful business here. Um, New York, San Francisco, L.A., Chicago, a lot of these other places that are pretty saturated. There's right. a lot of competition. There's a um, um, uh, a lot of effort to to do what we're doing here and this is a really comfortable place to to start that
3: business. And with the tax incentives, I mean the burgeoning uh, TV and film industry, I right. think uh, Atlanta's very pro business, would you agree? <laughs> I would absolutely agree. I mean the film industry
5: is uh, is booming. Um, there's a lot of uh, it's, it's a hotbed of startups, um even in places yeah. like Alpharetta. Right, yeah. Um so it's kind of an exciting time. I feel like Atlanta's really about to to pop off and come come up to that next level.
3: Yeah. All right, so before we introduce our next guest, Artie, in just a second is going to introduce our next guest. Uh, gentleman. how would uh, folks find out about you and uh, reach out to you? And make uh, What's your point of contact?
5: Um, well, you can find us at localindustries.com. Um, we're also on Twitter at Inside Local. Um, yeah, definitely uh, hit the website, and we'd love to talk to you.
3: All right, sounds great. Um, thanks, gentlemen, for being on the show. And uh, Hardy, Artie, who's Artio?
4: I, I find the, this side of the subject matter very interesting, and we certainly could have gone on. But it, it, you know, talking about the happiness and health of your employees is a perfect segue to our, our next guest, Doug McCraney, of Corporate Getaway, and Corporate Getaway improves the experience of its employees. And Doug. Please fill us in on how you offer that and how you go about that. But tell us a little bit about yourself first.
2: Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for having me on. Um, So I started a company called Corp Getaway. Um, it was uh, about six months ago when we officially launched, and so we are a new company, but I, uh, I come from a little bit different background um, than these guys. I actually come from uh, a non-profit world, and so I uh, have background working for a nonprofit organization for um, six years prior to starting this business, and I uh, come at it from the angle that I loved how much uh, the organization that I worked for. I worked for an organization called No Longer Bound, and uh, I loved how much they cared about their people. I loved how they invested in their people. I loved how they took time out of each day to um, actually show how much they appreciated their staff and how they could actually communicate the big picture and the roles that we played and how it made an impact on the organization. And so that is really where this whole idea got started of investing in people and creating unique experiences uh, that, that allow uh, teams, and uh, and it's a resource to teams that wanna invest in their people.
4: How would you measure the, the improvement with employees being healthier and happier to the bottom line?
2: Yeah, so that's a, it's a tricky thing, and I think uh, um, a while ago, Home Depot did a, a great study and really wanted to track uh, uh, employee engagement within their organization and how it actually related to the bottom line. And uh, what they found out that is uh, that, that stores were, that were more engaged – Um, were up to about 30% more profitable than than other stores. And so uh, there was a direct correlation there, but uh, there's been tons and tons of studies since then uh, that just basically connect the dots between uh, an engaged workplace and uh, and profitability within a company. Um, Right now, about 51% uh, of employees right now are looking for jobs elsewhere. And that's a scary thing. Uh, If if you are open to new opportunities uh, and and half of your workforce is open to new opportunities, uh, the ability for them uh, to be engaged with the customers and the end users um, makes it really, really tricky to be able to trust them. And so you have to do unique things to be able to get them to buy in. And you have to build relationships within the organizations uh, to get the results that you want out of the organization. Let's talk
4: about those, how you go about doing that.
2: Yeah, so... Uh, we create unique experiences for, uh, for our customers to go through. So we work with companies, and uh, some call it corporate retreats. Com- some call it sales, mani- sal- sales meetings. Um, some call it getaways. Uh, but we we create um, what we call corp getaways, and those are um, experiences for teams to go on. And we have uh, about seven that are built out within a couple hours of Atlanta. And so it goes all the way up to Highlands, North Carolina, where we take teams up there. We obviously give them time to meet. We give them time to work on some strategies and things that they need to work on within their organization. But we also build out time outside of them to build relationships. Uh, And one of the unique things that I actually found through a study was that one of the key things that keep people at their workplace is that they have a best friend there. And uh, when I read that, I I was blown away. With the fact that Well I'm not saying That when you go On a corp getaway You're going to have A best friend But what can we do To actually move In that direction To create relationships Where people get excited About showing up To work each and every day And that's where uh, that's, that's, That's what we try to do We try to cultivate Some type of experience For these clients Whether it's um, experience something on, on the golf course, whether it's, it's experience something zip lining, or uh, we're, we're talking to somebody about doing a falconry uh, team building activity right now, which <laughs> sounds really really cool. Yeah. And so uh, we try to do unique things. So when people show back up to the workplace, they have this common bond that they experienced and went through something together. So that when they experience something in the office or in the workplace. They, they rally together and work through things together as opposed to pointing fingers. And, uh, I,
3: I, I hadn't thought about that. That's an interesting perspective is that um, it can be somewhat easy to make a lateral move from one company to another if all things are somewhat equal. But if you do build those relationships and you have that, that, those tight bonds there, it's, it's uh, maybe a little bit more challenging and maybe you can kind of push through some of the uh, challenges you have at work if you look forward to, to working with the people surrounding you and if you build that kind of camaraderie Uh, So you're building maybe not best friends forever, but like I tell people, let's just be best friends, BFNs, best friends for now, right? So let's see how it goes, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So uh, you mentioned earlier that you started the nonprofit world and uh, pivoted to startup. I mean, those are sometimes interchangeable, right? If you're a startup, you start as a nonprofit many times, (laughs) right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So... uh, so what's, what's, what's your mission? Well, before we talk about your mission, what are some of your challenges? What are some of your pushbacks of companies saying, well, geez, we can't just afford to take everybody, you know, uh, out of the office and uh, on these journeys? And what if they, you know, turns into a reality TV show scenario of, uh, I mean, what, what are some of the challenges, I guess, with your model?
2: Yeah, so I I definitely uh, can empathize with those with those mindsets that hey when if we take a team uh, t- to this location, yeah. some of the challenges that do come with it, and, the, and they're real challenges. Right, right. So I don't want to uh, um, completely throw them out the window, but it, I think that the the opportunity um, far outweighs um, some of the challenges that you would face. Um, so. When taking a team like that, sure, there's the expense that comes, comes along with it. Um, but where I like to relate it back to is what is the expense of retraining an employee? Um, when, if, you're, if you're looking at the turnover within your organization of how much it actually costs to, to retrain that employee and uh, to attract the correct talent um, for the position, a lot of people put the Band-Aid as let's just pay them more. Let's just pay this employee more. Um, Maybe that'll keep them around a little bit longer. And uh, fortunately, when you do have an engaged staff, I'm not saying that you need to pay your employees less, but it's not always about the dollar at the end of the day. It's about um, having an experience that you get excited about showing up.
3: Well, there's been tons of those studies that um, uh, pay is in the top five, but it's not number one, as most people would think right it's about appreciation value uh that that team culture and and that they feel like they're uh, something bigger themselves part of a mission you know to achieve something and a, and a give back um so correct me if i'm wrong but your two major uh elements in your business is are team building and retreats
2: yeah and we just what's offered. the
3: balance there i guess or um of those two
2: yeah, so uh, most everything that we do is um, is on the retreat side, but what we realized is we started forming this er- amazing network inside of Atlanta of team-building things to do um, that we incorporated into the retreats. And so we've, we wanted to make it easy for our clients to, hey, if they don't have the opportunity to be able to take their team overnight, to be able to invest back in their people if they had an extra four hours one day, if they had an extra eight hours one day. And so I'd say that we're still about um, 80%. Uh, on the corporate retreat side and uh, 20% on the team building side. But um, I would say that.
3: Do you ever do like smaller scale ones? I was in the elevator this morning. and met a guy from uh, one of these escape rooms. Right, <laughs> That's fascinating. Have <laughs> you ever do those challenges? And I, I didn't have time to talk, uh, but I told him I was going to escape from the elevator first and then visit his property. <laughs> but uh, do you do like smaller scale with um, uh, kind of short term or rather than going on a road trip kind of scenario? Or?
2: Absolutely. We have some things around here in Atlanta. Uh, there's there's some great, um, great local team building. Um, there's some cooking uh, team building uh, activities that are pretty neat where you take your team for just a few hours and you actually have like a cooking competition within your team and so they have uh, professional chefs that basically give you ingredients and then as a team you come up uh, with, uh, with different dishes and you get graded on different presentations and things like that but just the communication the camaraderie all of those things that occur when you take your team outside of the office and experience and do life together with them there's something special about that, and that's where that's when team building. Absolutely.
3: So we just have a few minutes remaining. We want to open it up to the panel here, and some, uh, there's some interesting cross-conversation. Before we do that, Doug, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and reach out to you and find you?
2: Yeah, definitely go to our website, corpgetaway.com. Um, and uh, you can you can see all of our experiences on there. Um, we're adding those team building events this this week, and um, we can even help uh, with venue selection. So if you just have a retreat and you only want to, you only need a venue, we have those resources on there as well.
3: All right, guys. I saw Andrew making some notes there, and um, but I think you know, correct me if I'm wrong. Talk about the uh, similarities here in about that uh, employee engagement, right?
5: Oh yeah, I mean, I, I think we're we're really talking the same language for sure. Um, and often, some of the experiences that Doug is talking about—that's part of programs that we put together. Um, when uh, Neil and I basically are locals product our change program. so um, they're they're bespoke for uh, that client and they're tailored to meet the needs of what they need to get through that change. And so, you know, these kinds of experiences are great examples of, of how you can. You know, you can put these programs together.
3: I think I see. I saw Neil on uh, on his phone booking the next engagement for Corp Getaway already. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm I'm waiting for the discount to come. across yeah, exactly. The table, right? Yeah. I wanted to pick up real quick on on one of the the stats you gave. Fifty one percent of people are looking for jobs. Yeah. yeah think about that that's that's one in two people listening to this uh one in two people that you know at work the 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 stat we like which goes along with that um is that 70 70 percent of people are disengaged at work Mm. which means that two-thirds of us are unhappy with the thing we spend half our waking lives doing what those folks are delivering if you're a company leader company owner is not the best that that can be delivered because they're they're not inspired or driven or they don't believe enough to be able to do that. Um, so what does that do to your service, your product? What does that do to your churn and turnover? It's, we, we think that this um, sort of employee contentment is the wicked business problem of this generation uh, that is not really being looked at in, in, in the way it needs to be.
3: Yeah, and and you just hit on the, the phrase I'm hearing: employee contentment. That's not that shouldn't be your goal or your ambition, your objective. It should be kind of that they feel above and beyond. They're just content, right? They're, they're, they look forward to looking to work. But you mentioned that 51, percent so I don't know. Is it already uh, you or me look, <laughs> looking, looking looking to leave? <laughs> makes you a little bit nervous when you hear I that think number. It's <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <yeah. laughs> RDO.
4: Right. I, I was going to ask Doug. Can you? I'm sure the audience would like to hear it too. What are some of the retreats that you have, and which were the ones that more effective, and is there any human story that you could share with us?
2: Sure, absolutely. So um, we we host retreats any retreats anywhere from really really large homes to huge five star resorts. So we we really have everything in between that we get, we can utilize. But uh, we we have we have a retreat out on Lake Oconee that, um, that that's really neat where we actually, we have um, three homes there that are anywhere from like nine to 15 bedroom homes. And we can bring uh, these groups out there. And these are, these are massive homes, but it gives the groups an opportunity again, to do life together. And so people are sitting on the couch watching TV during, uh, during some downtime. They're having conversations around a bonfire as opposed to around a conference room table. Um, And one of the things that I just had the uh, privilege of having, I like to interview um, our clients after they get done and just kind of figure out what what impact it made and uh the the huge thing that um that he walked away with was that he was able to listen to his staff and come up with i they they didn't feel the op the responsibility of coming up with all of the answers to the challenges that their company faced each and every day because their staff got engaged in them and they were able to be authentic they were able to um, be extremely transparent these are the challenges that we're facing in our organization and uh, the, the, the sales managers actually had the opportunity to give feedback, come up with solutions, and they walked away feeling really good from that one.
3: Okay, we have two final roundtable questions for each of our guests here. Before we do that, um, uh, Doug, so when you do when you these events, do you structure the – the curriculum, if you will, or do you bring in companies or, or uh, coaches or uh, people that create the activities to, you know, exercises and so forth? Or I know you work on the destination and kind of all the moving parts, but. Yeah, what happens we, when they show up? Who's, who kind of runs the show there?
2: Yeah, so we build all of the framework around it, and we basically will either um, leave spots open for the organization to take care of their meetings, okay. or we bring in uh, a phenomenal guy named Dan Fry, who okay, is yeah. part of uh, Giant Leadership Development. Yeah, I know. And uh, From LeaderCast. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So Giant's been a part of uh, LeaderCast, and, and he'll actually um, uh, come in and, and lead these groups and um and and really dive into some of the the deeper issues within the organization. So if they're not working on budgets and they're working on themselves – we can have a whole lot to play um, with. Well,
3: we'll give a quick uh, shout-out. Are they still doing shout-outs, or is How does that? <laughs> but to uh, LeaderCast, if you're not familiar with them, just definitely Google LeaderCast. 7,000 business people appear once a year. The host city here in Atlanta, 7,000. It simulcasts 125,000 people around the world. We've had the pleasure and honor to uh, broadcast live and do uh, stand-up interviews, uh, roving reporters, in a pop-up studio at LeaderCast the last two years. It's a phenomenal event and experience. If you're listening, definitely... Uh, google and check out LeaderCast. it's it's one of a kind it's actually the world's largest single leadership event happens to be right here in our backyard in atlanta so gentlemen our, our last uh, roundtable two-part question is whoever wants to jump in first what's a good day look like for you in your business and then what's uh what's next what's on the horizon what's cooking and if you can drop any scoops that's extra credit yeah <laughs>
0: i'll give it a shot um a good day, I mean, apart from today, obviously. Oh, you, good yeah, answer, yeah. good answer. All right. Um, That's all right. extra credit right yeah.
3: there.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> we, <laughs> 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 all right, we like this guy, we like this guy. The crowd goes wild, yeah. <laughs> That's, is that what you call a setup of the business? I don't no, know. I yet. don't know.
0: No, I, I need one of those buttons <laughs> that to make that noise. That's
3: an extra $1. fifty, but we can make that happen you know.
0: here. Where we're at our best um, is in a, in a room with, uh, with a client team figuring out what the problem is, and then um, working together to, to build our, this sort of program solution. We kind of work in, in, the, in a different way to a lot of traditional agencies who will take a brief, come back and do, do the work, you know, in their own place and come back and sort of present it. We, we're very collaborative, so we enjoy that the most. Um, I would say the... Uh, what's next yeah. um we are uh, opening an office in san francisco Wonderful. oh wow um, looking is towards. that a scoop um <laughs> it's on our website so okay you know, scoop. Um, but it, it's we we're seeing a need um out on the west coast for uh, the kind of services and the programs that we build um and because we're collaborative it's kind of high touch um yeah. it's hard to do that you know we don't want we, we want to be building uh at multiple locations that can serve clients in that in that. What's the timetable for that? Um, I would say that we'll have a team um, working on uh, a couple of clients in the next quarter. Okay. Well, okay. that sounds like a roadshow for us. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be there. <laughs> Seventy-two and sunny. <laughs> nice.
3: Um, yeah um, what's a good day look like for you
5: well I, I definitely uh, mirror what Neil said about um, talking to the people inside the organization that we're about to try and help get through change it's um, something that I learned as kind of a reform marketer is that the problems are way more interesting on the inside of the company mm. and that's really what is gonna make or break what happens on the outside so um, there's a lot of psychology and just human interaction involved. That um, kind of as a marketer is um, just fascinating. So that's a good day. Um, Neil mentioned the uh, uh, Neil mentioned the the ambition out west, um, and I think we also want to continue to grow in Atlanta. Um, there's lots of great businesses in Atlanta. Um, some of them that we're working with now, um, and uh, we want to continue to grow as a our, as a company and maintain that that really inclusive um, human culture, you know, as we, as we grow here. Well, I heard San
3: Francisco is the Atlanta of the West, right?
0: <laughs> I, think should, I, think that, I think that's how they describe
3: it. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All right, uh, Doug,
3: what's, um, uh, what's a good day look like for you, and what's next?
2: Yeah, a good day for me uh, happens on a retreat, and uh, things come out through through a team-building activity, and they're able to connect the dots between – uh, some emotions or some challenges that f- they're facing, maybe doing doing something completely different that's in the office, but being able to tie that same emotion back to something that happens every day in the office. Uh, so those aha moments, and then just being able to have conversations around them and seeing people uh, uh, really engage with with their fellow employees that 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 gets me really excited, and um, just seeing those moments happen uh, uh, is is why we created Corp Getaway. Um, coming up is uh, we have offered a service, um, so we've, we do the seven retreats that, um, that are on our website, but we've actually, uh, we offer custom retreats all over the world. And so we have a partnership now with a large corporate travel company. And then we bring in um, a great meeting planner and then our team to basically create an experience that's customized to a company's culture, mission, values, and the objectives that they're currently facing. And so that's one thing that we're really excited about is being able to take Corp Getaway all over the world, um, no matter the location. And then we're also able to offer our clients... um, a venue selection process. So, if a if a client is just needing something for a couple of days, um, we have the expertise and uh, we have vetted these properties. We're able to actually point people in the right direction of helping them just with the properties as well. If they may not, if they don't have the budget for the entire experience.
3: All right. So, uh, well said, Artie. Closing thoughts, comments, well, if you're insights. Asking me what a
4: good day is. <laughs> um, I wake up every day and say I'm going to meet my best friend, <laughs> <laughs> and nice. I do. <laughs> nice. wonderful. So uh, thank you very much. Do you want to close out, Rich?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, on behalf of Georgia Business Radio, Rich Casanova, Artie Rudiman here. And I uh, just want to say thank, thank you to our guests. You can check out more information uh, for Corp Getaway at corpgetaway.com. And for local industries, it's just localindustries.com. We'll see you on the next episode of Georgia Business Radio.
2: you again for joining rich casanova and our guests on the pro business channel use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of georgia business radio
0: Hey, I'm Maurice. As a barber, you might think my scissors are my main tool, but really, it's Metro. That's where I got my iPhone 7. Its camera makes sharing my cuts as simple as snip, snap, share.
1: Right now, get an iPhone 7 with a camera that shoots 4K for just $49.99 when you switch to the number one brand in prepaid. Metro by T-Mobile, rule your day. Requires port in a eligible number not currently active on T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. And verification of ID and independent database. Limit 4 per account slash household. 32 gigabyte iPhone 7 model only. No tethering. See store for details and terms and conditions.